Hey everyone, welcome back to the Easy Money Fantasy Podcast. We are your hosts, Lum and Romeo. Uh, we got another quick release episode for you guys today, this time featuring the Chicago Bulls. So Romeo, what would you do if you were the GM for the Chicago Bulls? First things first, probably get rid of Jim Boylan like right away. He doesn't really, I don't, I don't feel like they get along too well with the players and him and Zach Levine and stuff. So I think he's got to go first. Definitely. Um, When you look at this team on paper, they look pretty salt. Like, they got a nice developing core here with um, Wendell Carter, Lowry Markkinen, Kobe White had a great year, Uh, Zach Levine, even Otto Porter. Yeah, they look look solid to me. Like, uh, upcoming team, maybe three or four years away from doing some real damage. Maybe the coaching is what went wrong this year. Or they just they they still need time to develop. But yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think I agree with you on the coach for sure. There's definitely some sort of rift between the players and the coach. Uh, the only thing is, I heard the GM right now says they want to keep him. Uh, so that's not looking good, I guess, for the players. Which coach would you replace him with? Do you have any in mind? Are you bringing Fizdale? Fizdale. Uh, or. The Brooklyn guy, right? He's still a free agent? Kenny Atkinson? Yeah, like a developmental coach. Yeah, he's already been picked up by another <laughs> uh, another uh, team yeah. that we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, so here's the thing. I think the Bulls, they're defensively really bad, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's why they're losing games pretty much. I think they give up a lot in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not defensively focused. I think, honestly, their best coach to try and grab is... Their old coach, the uh, Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> no way. You don't think Tom Thibodeau would do these guys good? I don't know. He, he kind of kills his players. No, he like overworks them. But these guys are all young, and yeah. at least Tom Thibodeau is a defensive-minded coach, right? He teaches guys how to play some defense. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, I think it's a pretty good pairing. Like, they're young players, so they can play forty minutes a night, which I think they already are. Some of them. Yeah, Zach Levine pretty much plays 40 um, minutes a night right now. Exactly. So Tom Thibodeau would just give them more minutes and then make them play defense, right? This is what they suck at. Yeah. Yeah, they are really bad on D. It might just be the personnel as well, though. Look at that. Zach Levine's not known for his defense. Same with uh, Lowry Markkinen. Yeah, I think it was actually a... Uh... Something where Zach Levine was pulled because I think the coach, Jim Boylan, didn't think he was playing defense, but another person actually reviewed it and said that he was actually making the right defensive decisions. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just looks like he wasn't playing defense, but he was actually making the right decisions. So Zach Levine might be a little better defender than we give him credit for. He's athletic. <laughs> to be honest. Very athletic. Yeah. So I guess... We both have the same agreement for the coach. He needs to go. You think Fisdale is going to be a good player? I think Tom Thibodeau would be the better fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but player-wise, is there, do you see any glaring holes, any trades? Um, I don't really see holes. I do see a problem with Larry Markkinen and Zach Levine possibly working together in the future. Uh, you can't really have Zach Levine as the point guard when you got a guy like Larry Markkinen. Because 
Larry Markkinen needs more of a facilitator to get mm-hmm. his shot up. Yeah. So I think they need to move uh, either one of them. If I were the GM, I would try to move, try and get Ben Simmons on this team. <laughs> if there's any way possible, you know, they trade Larry Markkinen and can they throw at him? Something maybe Kobe White and Otto Porter. Try and get, try and snag Ben Simmons just to be the facilitator, and he'll be surrounded by shooters on this team. I think he'd be a really good fit on this team. Ooh, that's a that's a good trade actually. Like for the Bulls. Um, for the Bulls, yeah, it's gonna be Bulls. obviously Philly's. <laughs> I mean, I heard Philly wants to move one of Embiid and Simmons because they don't really work together anyway. So. I guess you should, uh, yeah, it's actually not bad. Like, I see the Ben Simmons fit here. I see him fitting. But do they have enough shooters at the problem? They only really have Zach Levine and Kobe White, right? No one else really shoots. Oh, yeah, if they lo- lose uh, marketing, then yeah. Kobe White, Zach Levine, Otto Porter, kind of. But that's a speed move, Otto Porter as well. Uh, you're also yeah. going to have to get rid of Thaddeus Young if you do that. So, like, for sure. Yeah, it looks like an okay fit, but I just don't think he's surrounded by enough shooters. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see Philly biting on any of these players for Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. really. Um, so... Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's a hard thing. Uh, my other option is bringing in uh, Ricky Rubio here, just to move the ball for them more. Kind of take Rubio. off. Yeah, just to facilitate a bit better. Okay. Okay. And they wouldn't have to give up as much. That's true. Who would they, they give up though? A lot. Uh, they. Mm, I don't think they'd have. Uh, who would they have to give up here? Maybe. Finesse Auto Porter. There's no way. <laughs> There's absolutely uh, no way. I don't even think the contracts match up. Yeah. Yeah. 27 million. Yeah, Ricky Rubio's only at 16. You can. I, it may work for the. No, I think. It may or may not work for the camp. I don't think so, to be honest. No. Alport gets paid 10 million more than Ricky Rubio. There's no way. Yeah. The Suns have to give up, like, Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, and, like, Macau Bridges just to make up for that. Yeah, you'd have to throw in a lot. I guess, yeah, Alport ain't it. That's, like, almost impossible. You would have to give up someone like Thaddeus Young and maybe a little something, right? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, Thaddeus Young is uh move move him is pretty good. But I don't see the Suns really taking that one either. Yeah, it's rough. I I really think they need a facilitator here though, so they need someone. Um, and the free there's not many free agents that are gonna be passing the ball. I mean, Jeff Teague, but I don't think they're going to want Jeff Teague. Yeah, they're not going to want Jeff Teague. Like, I actually had a uh, trade scenario, I think, which aligns with you. So I, I also think they need a good point guard distributor and probably like a leader on the court. Yeah. So my don't trade was... John Wall. Huh? Don't say John Wall. No, 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 not John Wall. Come on, He's, <laughs> he just came off like ACL injuries. Not, I'm not trading for him. Come on. Reunite John Wall and Porter guy. No, no, no. So I would trade Otto Porter and Laurie Markinen to OKC for Chris Paul and a first-round pick and a second-round pick. Interesting. 
And I think financially that works. Chris Paul, who are they giving up for Chris Paul? Uh, Otto Porter Jr. and Laurie Markkinen. Hmm. So from my point of view, I see, you know, maybe the Thunder rolls with Dennis Schroeder and Shai as their point guard. They don't really need Chris Paul. Um, and then they get a really good power forward, which they're kind of missing. And then they can use Otto Porter as like a small forward, which I think they're also missing. Yeah, so the, fit in there. Right, because then their starting lineup would be Dennis Schroeder, Shai, Shai uh, Danilo, Steven Adams, and then put in Laurie Markkinen, maybe have Otto Porter come off the bench, or maybe even yeah. put Otto in the starting lineup and put Dennis Schroeder off the bench, right? Yeah, if, that, if they can finesse that, it's not bad at all. Wait, it's finesse? Do you think that, that's a pretty good trade? Yeah, it's a pretty good trade both ways, for sure. For both ways, right? And then... The Bulls get a leader in Chris Paul can teach them how to win, and he's a good facilita- facilitator. He can teach Zach Levine. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to teach him. Maybe just hand him the ball more. Yeah, yeah. We'll teach him how to win, teach him to be a leader. Like, mm-hmm. like you saw Shy's improvement under Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Shy was already a really good player, though, and he had a... I think he's definitely learning a lot from Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul's a pretty good mentor, if the players buy into him, unlike Harden. Yeah, and that's why I think Zach Levine would definitely benefit under Chris Paul. This is Zach Levine will just always be, oh, you know, I have to get the ball in my hands. It's always, I still drive to the rim, I still shoot, right? Right. And Chris Paul can teach him. So I don't know. I think the trade, well, financially it works out because of the disgusting Auto Porter contract. Yeah, it's kind of large, that Auto Porter contract. <laughs> Yeah, but Chris Paul's not on a nice contract himself, but it does work. Mm-hmm. The money works. So, yeah, that's that's my trade scenario mm-hmm. that I would try and do. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, okay, see, bad. I can see them kind of going for it, too. Now they've had Chris Paul kind of mentor them already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see yeah. both teams going for it, right? And Laurie doesn't want to be there anyway, so just kick him off the team. Yeah, you kind of got to get him out. Yeah, and then your auto port contract is already so disgusting. You might as well take on a really bad contract and at least benefit, right? Yeah, <laughs> Freaking auto port playing what two games this season? Uh, yeah. Don't remind that's me. Ri- Don't that's ridiculous. Remind me. He's and then twenty-seven bill to sit on, sit and watch games. And next season he's getting paid twenty-eight. That wasn't even his decision completely though. They kept holding him out for some reason they're like being super careful with him like he's some kind of ultimate franchise player yeah they were they're doing yeah i'm not sure what what their plan was for him to be honest mm-hmm. but next season it's his last season apparently 28 million dollars player option you think he's gonna decline? <laughs> hell no there is no way he's declining that uh... <laughs> guy's making bank holy yeah and i think it helps okc financially too right i think he comes off the books a year sooner than chris paul Mm -hmm. so they can start well not rebuild but they can start filling in the holes yeah to go under shy yeah so yeah that's my trade scenario i like it i like it it kind of makes them both playoff teams well maybe not okc I think OKC may get a little worse, to be honest. Yeah. But in the they, short term. 
Yeah, they'll be like a. I think if they do make the playoffs, they'll be like an eight, between six and eight seed. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, Chris Paul. How many years left do you think he has at like putting up numbers still? Point guard level. Yeah, the way he's playing, like maybe one or two years left. Yeah, honestly, for like one or two. I think his last year of his contract, he's gonna he's gonna be more of a mentor than anything. Yeah, he's he's already thirty five today. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's getting up there and point guards kind of fall off around that age. Yeah, he's not as explosive. But the thing is about Chris Paul's game, I feel, is he has... He controls the tempo really well, so he doesn't need to be super fast. That's true. And he has very nice pull-up mid-range shots. So he doesn't really need to blow by you and attack the rim. He can just pull up in your face. Yeah. So I think those qualities kind of make him... his career a little longer versus like a guy like Russell Westbrook or John Wall, right? Who's like Kyle more, who's more Kyle Lowry. I think Kyle Lowry's not, I think, the, I think, I think, well, I think him and I think Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul have, will have longer careers than players like Westbrook and um, oh, John sure. Wall, right? Westbrook. Yeah. Westbrook for sure. And John yeah. Wall. Cause they're so like uh, reliant on their athletic ability. They're not yeah, amazing jump shooters. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, another one or two years. Um, probably decent. Even in his final year, he might be okay. Um, but he'll be a leader, if anything. Mm-hmm. So for, for Chicago, do, do you see any, uh, I guess, bright spots? Any young guys that look good to you right now? But, um, I really like Kobe White. I think he really kind of came out this year. Mm-hmm. So what type of role do you see? I feel like Kobe White's going to end up being like a six-man. Yeah, at work. That's what he basically was this year. Yeah. He's got a great shot. Smart, fast. Yeah, he looks He looks good. Um, Him. I still believe in Wendell Clark, uh, Carter. Yep. Uh, he hasn't really done anything spectacular yet, but I think he's going to be like a solid guy. Yeah, next year or the year after, but I think, like he's got what it takes. Like he's got the potential to be a superstar there. I agree with you. I think those are the exact two players I would have mentioned <laughs> to my own question. <laughs> yeah, so Kobe White definitely like a Lou Williams light. Um, I see it. I think he'll he'll do great. And I think Wendell, same thing. Like he could be like the cornerstone. You know, like the Robin to a franchise. Mm-hmm. Are you re-signing Chris Dunn? Chris, the thing is, I like Chris Dunn. I really like him as a defensive player, but I don't know. It's do we need him? Is the question. I think if I re-sign him, I'm not keeping. I'm not keeping guys like um, Ryan or Kono. Um, <laughs> I'm drop. They have a lot of point guards on this team, right? So I would maybe even drop Tomas Sadaransky, but he's on a very friendly contract. Thomas mm-hmm. is ten million dollars for the next three years. I would hang on to him just for maybe a trade, trade piece. Yeah. Um, but I think I would resign Chris Dunn. He's seen glimpse of looking good. He's um, been there for a while now, so I don't know. Well, he was in uh, Minnesota first, and he got traded here, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. He got traded. It was Zach Levine and him got shipped here for. 
Uh, so it just depends. Like, so I don't know how these this contract works. So it says next season he's getting like a qualifying offer for sixteen million dollars. I oh, don't really? think I would. Yeah, I don't think I would sign him for sixteen million dollars. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I would give him something like twelve. I don't even know if I'd bring him back for that much. I don't think they need him that badly. I'd probably maybe just let him go. Maybe try and move him, but... Yeah, no, I can see. I can see you letting him go. I think he was injured for most of the season, too, right? He didn't play a full season this this year. Yeah. Yeah, he got... yeah I, can, I can see you letting him go. Like, I guess if it's over 10, I think I would drop him. Looking at the rest of the roster, you still have Thomas on the team. Still Zach Levine, you still have Archie. Yeah. Would you sign um would you sign Jeff Teague if you could get him for a decent contract? Uh over Chris Dunn? Or Yes, I would I would definitely take Chris I'm sorry, I would definitely take Jeff Teague over Chris Dunn, hundred percent. On like a friendly contract, for sure. Uh what's friendly? I would do max like twelve mil. Yeah, and that's Max, like that's absolutely max. If you ask for one dollar more, I'm like, sorry, yeah, no, because Daddy's Young thing paid 12 million almost 13 this year. Mm-hmm. He's still on with him for two more years, right? And each year he gets a million dollars more, yeah. Do you like him on this team? Uh, yes, and no, he's kind of as of the way the structure right now with Laurie Markinen and Wendell, I don't really see his role, he's kind of like a backup. Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, I guess he's there for injury insurance, but he's kind of a weird fit for this team, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, because he's not really a shooter, but I guess they don't really, really need more shooters, I guess, with Zach Levine and Markin already there. But as yeah. is, do you think this team makes playoffs if they don't make that Chris Paul move? Uh, no. Heck no, they're already not making playoffs. <laughs> With another Even, year under their belt and some healthy auto porter. No, they're not gonna make the playoffs. Just, they just don't have the They just don't have the it factor. Something's missing. Something's they don't they don't They don't mesh. They don't not, yeah, they don't really mesh. It's like a weird they have a weird combination of players, like they don't have a real point guard, that's number one. Nobody really facilitates for them. They yeah. take control of the game so that's a problem. They they just kinda run and gun. Um, and then they don't have like a defensive identity at all, right? They'll, they'll they'll blow leads, and they come out weak in the third quarter. And yeah, I don't know if Otto Porter can save them. I don't think so. Like he's okay as a player, but he's like a he's like a Nick, Nicholas Batum heavy, you know? Like he's just like a Swiss <laughs> yeah, Army knife. Like factor, yeah. Yeah, he's not dropping like twenty for you or anything. He'll drop like fourteen, and he'll give you like. You know, a steal and maybe half a block, and he'll give you like five rebounds, two assists. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of stats, uh, who would you draft next year on this team? Zach Levine. Hundred yeah, percent automatic. I think he's the only person. Um, and then if you need a center late in the draft window, late, eh? You think he can go late? How late? Like, yeah. Round eight. He'll go like six, seven. Oh, okay. He'll go around there. He'll he'll be your second string center. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, he honestly like this season he's like a close to a double double guy. Like 
like 11, 12 points and like nine rebounds right now. And he doesn't get a ton of blocks. Um, he's still, his field goal isn't that amazing for a center. Some games he's not that great. Yeah, no so he's still learning. No still three. learning. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's, basically, he's basically a typical big right there. Uh, yeah. Minus without blocks. Exactly. He's kind of like your DJ without blocks. He's almost exactly like DJ. Yeah. Crazy. Well, hopefully he improves, right? Hopefully next season he starts shooting threes more consistently. Like yeah. He was jacking them this year, but just not making them. So you're grabbing him and just... Um... Zach Levine. So you're not touching Porter? Uh, no. I'm probably going to let someone else take him, to be you honest. Don't trust him. I don't even know no. where he would go the next year because he was ranked really highly this year. And he was like... So I think the one thing to look out for is he's ranked high because of his steals and blocks. Yeah. And his, his efficiency. Lack of, uh, turnovers. Exactly. So you got to be careful. Like the ranking, they're, they're overvaluing him. Like it's nice if he plays the whole season and he's definitely like. He won't hurt he's, you anywhere? Yeah, he's he's more for roto leagues. He won't hurt you anywhere, but he'll give you stats everywhere. Yeah, he's a roto guy. He's more of a roto guy, so he doesn't stick out. when. And then I guess the fact that he's always been injured, I don't like it. It's only a it's weird that he's kind of got this weird injury bug. Because the previous years, he was pretty solid. Yeah. Well, the second, the second he put that signature on that super max contract that he had he's like oh everything hurts now <laughs> yeah he doesn't he's saving up for his next big contract that he wants to save. next big contract yeah save up um stats yeah there's not really anyone else. oh Laurie marketing you Your would touch Mark- you wouldn't touch him i would but he i don't love him he's he's like a points guy only so basically he would someone else would take him before you, before you. yeah like, someone will overvalue him yeah, there's. I know there's that one guy in our league that loves his points. He yeah. always drafts Andrew Wiggins. Exactly. Uh, like Rory's. Guys. Rory's just a points guy to me. He just doesn't do anything else. He gives you rebounds, but threes. that's it. He gives, you, he gives you threes for a big. Yeah, yeah, so he's like a JJ Redick, right? Like you're basically grabbing JJ Redick. <laughs> to fill into your big position. Yeah, I guess if you're exactly. small, you'd be pretty good if you're like you need a little bit of help in threes. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't get you defensive stats, which is yeah, it's a big sucks. problem. Huge problem. Not, e- not even a steal a game. Not even a block a game. And he plays so many minutes. I I try not to draft players. I can't get you some at least one defensive stat. <laughs> I I think there's a sleeper on this team actually. I think the sleeper is gonna be Kobe White next season. Kobe White, yeah. I would take a flyer on him. If he's still available in, like, your eighth round or later, I would just grab him. I don't know if he'd go that early. I think the earliest he goes is... Ten? Um, maybe at the end, the last round, possibly. Ooh, you have absolutely no faith in this guy. I have faith in him. I just... Fantasy, he's got... I don't love him. I mm. guess, like, if you're trying to get points, if you missed out on points early, and you need to kind of get them back up a bit. Yeah. Freeze, too. He you might, know, yeah. yeah, if he improves, you're right. He could be a sleeper. If he gets yeah. his, uh, assist numbers up a bit and the steals up a bit. I, I definitely think he's a sleeper. I think he's someone worth drafting, like, 10th round. For yeah. sure, if he's still available. I don't Can't hurt. It. I don't hate it. So you Chris better not Dunn's, take him. Chris Dunn's, uh, he, hey, he's on my team right now, actually. 
<laughs> had them all year. <laughs> so hey, hey, chill, no promises. Chill. No promises. Chill. <laughs> no Chris Dunn, no Thaddeus Young. You're just gonna let them off the board, eh? Not even Sadoransky. Well, I don't love them. They're just they don't put out sexy numbers. That's just it. Like Chris Dunn is nice. Too, like a nice five assists. Yeah, t- Thomas Sadoransky is also like a he's like a auto portal light. He, he doesn't really hurt you too much, but he also doesn't give you sexy numbers, right? Like, he'll give you 10 points, four boards, and, like, five assists, and, like, and 20 steal. steals. Yeah, that's it. That's all he's going to give you. He'll be, the thing is, he's consistent. He'll give you every single game. He'll give you that number. <laughs> that's, like, the that's only cool. thing about him. But it's, like, it's okay, but here's the problem. He's not worth, like, an earlier pick, like, seven or a higher, because you can actually get real value, right? You can get Guys are yeah. really good at specific categories. But then he's also not really worth drafting as a flyer because I would rather gamble on Kobe White than take Thomas Sarasi's consistency. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree 100%. You want to swing for the... You want that home run hitter at the end. Exactly. So, like, where do you really draft Thomas? Yeah, he might just end up being, like, a guy that gets, like, waiver-wired over and over again. Or if yeah. someone needs, needs assists at the end and they... Like, I think he still might be on a team for most of the season. No, for sure. So, basically, he's he's there for like someone that's, like, you know, like, eight rounds deep. And they're like, oh, crap, I don't have a second point guard. Oh, Thomas <laughs> yeah. is here. You know, like, you have to draft him. Like, that's the only scenario. If you draft poorly and you miss out on a point guard, then you would take Thomas later. Yeah. Type of thing. He, but, um, like, yeah, he's also a guy, like, if someone gets hurt, then you pick him up and you kind of hold him. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't see the appeal in Thomas. Like you can get guys like Dejounte Murray, right? And they're around the same area. But I would definitely take Dejounte over him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so no, no Thomas for me. Really, that that is young, kind of in the same boat. He's not. He's backup, so it's kind of like a waiver he's wire. Another guy. If, yeah, he might get drafted just for steals, but he might just be a waiver wire guy. So end up being a streamer. Probably, yeah, um, most likely. Chris Dunn is probably going to be a streamer. I feel like sure. he will be a streamer, but for some teams, he'll be a hold because they're trying to win steals. Yeah, he's like a steel, uh, steel specialist. Steel specialist. So if you're on a team that wins steals every week, I can see someone actually drafting him and holding him for a whole season. But when things get like, you know, when you're losing 7-2, you're going to drop this guy. And yeah, you're going to start shooting some, some yeah. real number. Yeah, he shores <laughs> yeah. up for assists a little bit. and But yeah, you're dropping him. I would take Wendell Carter Jr. for sure if I'm looking for a big near the end. Like sometimes they dry up. Um, Zach Levine, yeah, obviously take him. Maybe what third round, fourth round. Third round, fourth round. You think higher? I think third round. Mm. Like right in the beginning, of third round. If the team stays the same like this and he's the number one option, I think right now he's playing like a second rounder, right? He has second round value right now. Um, right just... now, he's got third third round. Third round? Okay. Yeah, right about where he said, pretty much at the beginning of the end of the third. End of the third? Okay, because I remember drafting him in the fourth this season. Yeah. So I wouldn't be... Drafted him basically exactly where you'd want him. Yeah. Well, you could so... got him right at value. Yeah, I think I got him at exactly his value, but I think I would go a little bit higher. Um... So you think he's going to improve? He's gonna prove the thing is he puts up a lot of like he's he's like an X factor like just there can be one game where this guy just goes off for like forty 
yeah. on good percentage, and he doesn't miss games, which is something I like. Mm-hmm. He, and he gets even half when he's, yeah, and when he he's kind of banged up, he'll still play. Um, he'll be out there, but there's also nights, obviously, where he just shoots you into a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His field goal is pretty good, though, for such a high volume shooter at 45. That's like right around average. That's right. But like I said, there can be one game where it's just horrible and this is like, okay, I'm not recovering in field goals this week <laughs> just because of him. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't love him. I think the earliest I would take him is fourth round. I wouldn't take him in the third. You don't like him, eh? What, what don't you like? Uh, I feel like there's better guys in the third round usually. Uh, yeah, I think they're just. I'd rather take someone else in the third round. Like, with that, I think I would take Aiton. Ah, Aiton over him, maybe. Yeah, I would definitely take Aiton over him, just pure talent-wise, but Zach Levine, I wouldn't be upset with him. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much, I guess, in the third round. I would take him, and then you couldn't complain later, right? Like, he'll give yeah. you that value. I think I'd He's take pretty Fox. good. I think I'd take Fox over him, too. I would take Fox over him, for sure. Yeah, uh, John Collins. Yeah, I don't like, I don't love John Collins. I think I would take Zach Levine. I'd probably take Mitchell over him too. I think I like Mitchell. Donovan? Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Devin Booker, mm-hmm. obviously. I'd take him over Chris Paul. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he's right around the fourth round for me. Maybe early really? fourth, mid fourth. Okay. For me it's like I think yeah, end of third. <laughs> I love Zach Levine. It's like a big X factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh about it for us today. I will be back. Maybe tomorrow, maybe in a day or two. Not sure what the next team is, like Dallas or something, but thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at Easy Money Fantasy. And see you guys later.